and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the third studio album from Janelle Monet titled Dirty Computer. It starts out with the title track. Special, I'm broken time Crashing slowly, the bugs are in me album came out in April, but we're getting to it now in part because I feel like we have two purposes in this podcast. One is to bring attention to new music and some is just to find really good music to listen to a lot. And this album is I mean, four just... Mo- four months old isn't old. Eh, okay. But it, it's just, we kept coming back to it. It's like, yeah, oh, I kind of want to do this for the podcast. And so it's just remarkable though. This is only her first, her third album, excuse me. And this first track, she's like... It's an album called Dirty Computer, which is such a kind of reaching to the future, but she finds Brian Wilson to collaborate and do those amazing vocal harmonies. And it's almost this acapella and it's so pretty. And to set it up, her previous albums have all been in this character of this android who falls in love with a human. And it's kind of these concept albums where they tell a story of these futuristic characters and they're very high concept and this is the first record that's more personal and it's more about herself and she's not inhabiting this character anymore and I think Dirty Computer is as a title is kind of like dirty as in sexy but also dirty as in flawed and full of bugs yeah as we all and are. yeah the the bugs are in me I think it's the lyric in here and yeah she really is it feels like speaking from the heart here and throughout the album and that I will hear a lot of that, I think, on this next track we'll listen to. It's called Crazy Classic Life.
This album is such an incredible statement of queer, black, feminist empowerment. And I feel like if there's any thesis statement on the record, it's in this song. The I am not America's nightmare. I am the American dream. She's kind of the example of the... I don't know how it became a meme, but the joke that the, you know, right wingers saying this is the future that liberals want and like that she's an example of someone who describes herself as pansexual and has done this album about love and empowerment. And she's a black female singer who doesn't fall into the sort of boxes that we've we've put together for women who fit those categories and yet she is an american and she exemplifies that american spirit and wanting to be who she is and having the freedom to speak her truth yeah it's it's a powerful song it's joyful and i think it's sort of a through line for the album that it's sort of joyful and angry at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a hard thing to pull off it's like that she's clearly calling out hypocrisy. I mean, this song is really like three different parts and we played obviously just one part of it Mm -hmm. because there's this super upbeat pop song. Cynthia, Yeah, Oh, it's fantastic. And yet there's also an entire spoken word. Like we hold these truths to be self-evident, the pursuit of happiness kind of spoken word. And like, hey, how do we pursue happiness? It's like, well, it's, it's about my freedom. And if, mm-hmm. if that's partying a little in my 20s, that's allowed. <laughs> uh-huh. And then this entire rap outro where it's very much about like, well, the, about the double standards that are applied. Like some people are able to pursue their happiness a little more easily than others. And it's, again, the the, the anger I'm talking about. So that's so joyful and yet with a, an edge for sure. Yeah, her voice is so high and pretty and kind of crystal that it's, it's difficult for, I, I think it's difficult for her to channel that into sort of the anger that she feels about injustice and especially racial injustice in this country and misogyny and, you know, all of the anti-LGBTQ sentiments, especially with our current administration. And I, I feel like she she does that well in playing both parts on this record and that she lets her beautiful pop voice go and then also does some pretty like serious raps that get at get at the source of her anger and that's the case on the next song we'll play Django Jane Park Android orchestrated yeah Gemini still jamming box office numbers and they doing outstanding running out of space in a damn van wagon remember when they used to say I look too mannish black girl magic y'all can't stand it y'all can't ban it made out like a bandit they've been trying hard just to make us all vanish I suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet Jane Bond never Jane Doe and I Jane Go never Sambo black and white yet yeah, it's always been my camo it's looking like y'all gonna need some more ammo I cut them off I cut them off I cut them off like Van Gogh now pan right for the angle I got away with murder no scandal <laughs> cue the violins and violas we gave you life we gave you birth we gave you God we gave you earth we film the future don't make it worse you want the world well what's it worth emoticons Decepticons and Autobots Who twist the plot, who shot the sheriff Then fled to Paris in the darkest hour Spoke truth to power Made a fan out of your girlfriend Let's get caught downtown in the whirlwind And paint the city pink, paint the city pink And tuck the pearls in, just in case the world in huh. And nigga down dog, nigga move back Take a seat, you are not involved And hit the mute button Let the vagina have a monologue 
Yeah, there's not a lot of just straight rap on this album, little bits and pieces of songs. This one is just straight through and it's really a blast. It's so energetic. There's so many just fun little lyrics in it. Lots of kind of nerdy references to Transformers. And I, I thought like early on, she talks about, oh, we're going to put him on a pussy diet, which is nice, both funny and has like classical resonances. And I think the entire song, it's like, I, again, it's like the straight rap song, which is very much a traditionally black musical form, even as the lyrics talk about becoming very successful in a broader culture. Mm-hmm. And I think she talks a little bit about like, I have these huge box office figures, like these movies that yeah, I'm in. She was in Moonlight and she started in Hidden Figure. Yeah, exactly. That like the, the, these movies are super successful and her albums are getting more and more successful working with these amazing collaborators. And she talks about this, like, oh, I have black and white camo, which is both, well, she wore black and white, but also like, oh, that she's kind of able to code switch and mm-hmm. communicate to different people people there's this and then another take on that is kool-aid with the kale of like traditional black culture and then white hipster culture both embracing her and that she's able to talk about that being broadly accepted and sort of broadly appealing in a song which is most sort of embracing this down the road like no this is gonna be a straight kind of angry swaggering rap song yeah i mean it starts out I think the the first lyric is, yeah, this is my palace, champagne in my chalice. She's winning. Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's such a, it's the sort of the swagger where she's name checking her own earlier albums. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And it's all over this really minimalist, dark synth bass line. And then just the, the cue the violins and violas. So like these synthy stringed instruments. And that's really it for the musical. There's kind of some little electronic instrumentation in the background but it's really it's all about her voice and her projecting her very righteous anger yeah and as i said like that that it has that righteous anger and the swagger but it's also it manages to be fun Uh while being completely just grabbing you by the throat and saying i'm in charge here now yeah it's like well of course you're in charge you're awesome yeah it's super clever and just funny and it's just really it shows you know for somebody who has inhabited a character for all of her earlier work it's super personal and it talks about admiring her mom who you know was a janitor and worked really hard to support her family and you know her i know her dad worked for the postal service and you know she worked retail and it's just kind of like coming up from those working class beginnings and being like tough yeah that part is brutal like talking about retail but then kind of being put in the back yeah. It's like, oh, we don't want you being the face of the company. But I mean, the point is that she is talking about her personal yeah, experience. Exactly. And so this isn't a character she's making really clear. Yeah, that, that yeah, she, like about me yeah she came through that and is now like, I don't care if you call me too mannish. Which Yeah, remember when they used universe? to say I look too mannish? Because, and this was another interview with her where she, you know, she used to dress in a lot of suits and kind of androgynous clothing. And she's very beautiful. And of course, all the... In music industry, people would tell her like, well, you know, you need to dress more sexy. And basically they wanted her to play the role of what she was expected to play as a black woman who's a female vocalist. And so she's very visual. And I guess a lot of the tracks on this album do have accompanying videos. And I feel like some of them she is mixing it up with more traditionally feminine, although never this sort of down the middle stereotypical sexy woman dress. But she's still also rocking just a tuxedo with suspenders in some of these videos and she's just like i'm gonna dress like i want to dress i'm gonna sing like i want to sing and i'm gonna do a straight rap song and then 
go from that to this next song we're going to talk about, which is straight up pretty pop and rock. Completely change of pace. Pink like the inside of your baby. Pink behind all of the doors. Crazy pink like the tongue that goes down. Maybe pink like the paradise found. Pink when you're blushing inside. Baby pink is the truth you can't hide. Maybe pink like the folds of your brain. Crazy pink as we all go insane. So here we are in the car, leaving traces of us down a boulevard. I wanna fall through the stars. Getting lost in the dark is my favorite part. Let's count the ways we could make this last forever. Sunny, money, keep it funky. Touch your top it, let it down. with a Y and it also featured Grimes who is now dead to me after dating Elon Musk but she is a great match for this song because she has a very similar high clear voice and I think doing where they're backing each other's vocals is a really nice match but this song is such a great feminist empowerment song and earlier in Django Jane she makes a reference to basically men sit down and shut up And I think this song continues that theme of this is not for men or about men and men, you just are irrelevant to to the song. Yeah, we got the blue. (laughs) She's got the pink. And if you haven't seen the video for the song, it is worth looking up because it's very well done and it really hammers home the message. Yeah, it's it's interesting, I think, sonically, because, yeah. That Grimes influence where the the two high voices and it's all like they're almost squeaky Mm -hmm. and those verse where it's just kind of going through this almost like jokey take on what pink is. Pink is this and kind of dancing around the fact that they're what they're really talking about. And then you watch the video and it's pretty obvious what they're talking about. But the way the song progresses where it's kind of like very high pitched and synthy and then it goes into this pre-chorus where there's a little bit bit of guitar and it gets a little more rollicking and, and less kind of delicate. And then it goes into this chorus, which is just really kind of rocking and i almost like think of like that kind of noodling guitar and loud slams and shouting and it's not quite cock rock but it's like reclaiming that kind of hard rock again that swagger we saw with the rap is now the swagger we see with this hard rock chorus and then just deployed really effectively and then right back to these really dainty synths that are just like um, almost like pizzicato strings yeah but like that that women are all of those things Mm -hmm. like that they can be the sort of stereotypically dainty and delicate and they can be flowing and romantic and they can also be swaggering and kick ass and get out of their way and all of those are true and they're claiming all of those identities and like all of this is us and all of it is great yeah now we haven't talked at all about Prince and <laughs> Prince is Janelle, one of Janelle Monet's most famous mentors. And I know he, she has said that he talked to her about this album as she was making it and she would bounce ideas off of him. And part of the reason she stopped 
work on it was when he passed away in 2016 and so she took a break and did some acting and but throughout this record you hear so much of his influence and i think probably most significantly on the next song we'll play which is called make me feel you can be right here in your jean pocket Laying your body on a shag carpet Oh, you know I love it, so please don't stop it It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender An emotional sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better There's nothing better no. That's just the way you make me first heard this i was like first thought oh it totally sounds like prince and then the second thought was like oh am i just kind of projecting because i think all music of this style sounds like prince and so i followed up and did reading on the internet she straight up said yep i worked with prince and then prince's dj said oh yeah prince worked on this track he wrote the synth parts yeah i mean i think there's some disagreement about how much of it he actually wrote but that guitar riff is just a very oh yeah it's very prince riff and it's it's a weird kind of very cocky move to take this song that sounds like such a beloved entertainer. And I think I was even seeing like the cover for the single is very purple. Oh, like, that's uh-huh, cute. That makes sense. There's a lot of purple on that cover art. Yeah. Uh, but she pulls it off because that uh, I keeps coming back to swagger, but that is the word that she just has so much confidence in her talent and her energy and i'm really glad we played this section of the song at that last bit we heard where she's just kind of going wow i can't i love it i'm just so (laughs) excited and the words just kind of bubbling out of her in this just very human and also superhuman that sort of uh, that ability to just almost speak in tongues and have it make sense well and i think she takes from prince as a mentor not just his musical style and talent but his his use of sexuality as a freedom of expression and a way to express who he is and i think she really feels a lot of kinship with that yeah i i did appreciate on this song that at least there is those little guitar stings and the, the the vocal swagger but then there is that kind of odd pre-chorus with just this droning brah kind of synth which Wait, felt, how does it go blah. <laughs> but it's very this just kind of wall of sound and that was that part felt sort of less of a direct quotation to me and i appreciated that that this wasn't completely just a pastiche but it was just like i'm going to take the influence but also do my own things with it and kind of move it into a modern style and try different things with it to move forward. Because, yeah, the last thing Prince would have wanted was to people to just kind of do cover songs. <laughs> and so that she's paying tribute to him while still moving art she does forward. An, she does an amazing job of 
having a record that definitely is speaking with her voice, but bringing in all kinds of collaborators, many of different styles, like Grimes and, you know, Stevie Wonder does a spoken word piece. And this next song is a collaboration with Pharrell Williams, and he brings a lot to it. They play off each other in such a great way, and it's called I Got the Juice. Pharrell Williams, of course, is a member of the Neptunes who produced the Kayla's track Milkshake. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities there just with that bass line. Not that it's a the same song, but he's clearly got a touch for those kind of calypso-y beats and then the, the rolling drum, like the rolling beats and then the weird bass that is such yeah, a this is this is probably the rhythmically most varied track on the album. I think most of them are... Not simple, but I would say a little more straightforward. And this one is having fun and it is really playful. And Pharrell, I feel like here, I think of all the songs as a collaborator, I feel like he has the most sort of prominent voice. Mm -hmm. I feel like most of the time it's been sort of just backing vocals. Grimes really just backing up Janelle Monae, Brian Wilson on that first track, just backing her up. Whereas here, he really he gets his own rap verse. And even I, I like this kind of back and forth where she's just like down dog and you hear him kind of backing her up like, yeah, you're, you're number one. You're awesome. And it's kind of this nice, she, she brings her own cheering section to kind of buck her up. And it's, it's the one place where almost her personal swagger isn't enough mm-hmm. by itself, but it's, that's why you have friends to remind you like, Hey, you're awesome. You're number one. <laughs> I also like that this is sort of a different vocal style, but you know, we've seen her rap, very like strong rapping vocal and then her high and pretty classic Janelle Monae vocal. And then there's this middle ground, which is kind of shouty and it's almost like a cheerleader, energetic vocal style. Yeah, there's that sort of shouty, the the rap style. And then towards the end, then they start cranking on the vocoder to the point where I'm like not even yeah. sure which one of them is singing, which is kind of fun. Like yeah, well, I know you love vocoders, so. Just raw, raw. It's there. She, well, she sounds like a computer for once. In fact, the vocoder is saying like, "I'm." It's bringing back the title of the album later, late on. Like, I'm still a dirty computer even now. And you know, the, a different vocal style is in the more slow R and B tracks, which there aren't many of. But the next one that we'll play is an example. It's called "Don't Judge Me." Come, let me kiss you right there. Wake you up like sunrise. On the backs of your thighs I'm gonna pray you this prayer That I keep in my mind As a lovely reminder Even though you tell me you love me I'm afraid that you just love my disguise Taste my fears and light your candles 
I am so glad for this track being on the album. Uh, I re- I appreciate the swagger, the confidence, the power of Janelle Monae. And to have this track where it is a sexy track, but coming from a place of insecurity and humanity. And she slows down and is able to show some vulnerability of like, of, of doubting herself. And it's, it's sad. And I'm glad there's not a lot of this on the album, Yeah, but it's this kind of, it's like the, the little bit of spice this sort of adding the little bitter makes everything else seem so much sweeter. There's also the penultimate track, which we didn't play, which is called so afraid, which is the same in the same vein of just showing her insecurities and vulnerability in a way that is really charming. Yeah. And I think that the, the album has that kind of arc. So it, it, it works as an album where she comes out swinging. And then as we roll into the tail end, she's able to slow down and say, no, I'm not, I'm not the superhero that I look like. Well, and also it's giving voice to an insecurity that probably most people have of, do you love me or do you love the kind of image that I've constructed to lure you in? Especially for someone who has, we talked about how she had kind of built this image publicly and this album is her tearing that away a little bit. And yeah, that's got to be a little bit like both personally and artistically being kind of an intense experience. But I feel like she's letting us into it in a way that feels very real and just makes us feel even more connected to her as, as an artist. And I think for somebody who is so smart and put so much thought into her art and has worked so hard to get where she is, I think it, it must be tough to just put a record like this out there and just recognize that, you know, maybe people won't appreciate it or maybe it will receive negative a re- negative reception, which it hasn't. I think it ha- all, most of the reception has been positive, which makes me really yeah, happy well, for her. Yeah. Anyone receiving this badly, I, I have questions because it's just, it's such an assured artistic statement. The production, I feel like is just spot on, not too much, not too little. Again, that swagger is so seductive, but then with these moments of vulnerability and the variety of collaborators. It's just phenomenal. And she wraps it up with, I think, at the beginning, I said in the second song, her thesis statement was, I'm not an American nightmare. I am the American dream. And then she finishes with this last song, which is so great, called Americans. And it's basically restating that idea. We are the outsiders, but we are the real Americans because we're the ones who are fighting for our freedom. And the chorus is, you won't take my country, I will defend my land. And it's like that rallying cry that is such a great ending to this record. So thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Thanks. <laughs>